fellow traders. Now you might be wondering, what kind of a welcome is that? Well, we really don't think our listeners are traders. However, if you are like us, you are interested in the truth above all else. This is who we are. And if you have that same trait, then guess what? Your unflagging interest in the truth makes you a traitor, according to many in our society. Just so you know, I'm perfectly fine with those who hate the truth defining me that way. Hopefully you will see it that way too. My name is Lennox and this is my partner in treason crime, Dietrich. And we are so glad that you will be joining us for our very first episode to our series called I Think My Life Needs Gorilla Glue. Are you the kind of person who likes a movie with a sad ending? I think I might be that way. My favorite Star Wars movies are The Empire Strikes Back and Rogue One. Sad endings both. And in the case of Rogue One, spoiler alert, every single good guy dies. My favorite movie of all time, another spoiler alert, Anthropoid is just like it. It has the same ending in regards to the fate of the good guys. The reason I like these movies is not because of sad endings. I love them because of the stories they tell. Stories of heroes who fight to the end, no matter what is happening. Stories of those who stand in defiance of tyranny, no matter what the cost, are my favorite stories of all. Heroes who are not concerned about their circumstances, but are concerned about striving and succeeding, no matter the cost. This inspires me. This is where I sometimes fail. I get caught up in the rough times, and I allow them to frustrate me. There are times where things are tough. Sometimes we're having a bad day, week, month, or year. And then there are times where we're just having a rough life. It may feel like we're the only ones that's having that happen to us. But the truth is, and we know how the truth can hurt sometimes, we don't like to face it. We were not the first ones to have it this way. We're not certainly not going to be the last. So how do we take on times like this? Someone might say to you, man up, might lift us up for a bit. But if our circumstances have broken us, it is nearly impossible to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. If we are in a thousand pieces due to our circumstances and we're broken to the point where even Gorilla Glue couldn't even put us back together, well, how in the world are you going to be able to find your bootstraps so you can pull yourself up? So Dietrich asked a very good question about how do we take this on? If we are broken because of things that are beyond our control, well, they're beyond our control. So what are we expected to do? I want to look at a historical story of someone who was facing circumstances far beyond his control and how he succeeded. This person is Joseph. And if you want to know where to find this, it is in the book of Genesis. And Genesis is the very first book of the Bible. The story of Joseph is found in the chapters 37 through 50. And don't worry, we are not going to read all 13 chapters. We are going to cover the things that deal with what to do when people are broken because of their circumstances. You know, Joseph's one of those guys that a lot of people would probably look at and think, man, he's got it all together. Everything's going perfect for him. I mean, for example, he was the favorite child of his father. Sweet or not. Problem is that all of his brothers saw this too. And the result was they were jealous. So actually, this ends up being a burden for Joseph to bear. This is, again, an instance where we can see the things that we sometimes want aren't the best things for us. And it's sometimes better just to file it under, be careful what you wish for. We want to be our parents' favorite, but often the favorite of the parents might feel the hatred their siblings have for them. This hatred became an issue for Joseph. 
His brothers hated him so much they decided to kill him. So how the story goes is Joseph's brothers were out in the fields taking care of the family sheep. Joseph's father sends him out to find his brothers to see what's taking him so long, what's going on. And they see Joseph far off and they decide it's time for Joseph to be gone. So they throw him in a well. They leave him to die. However, instead of leaving him to die, they decide they see a slave trader caravan coming their way. And his brother, Judah, says, what are we gaining by killing him? Let's just sell him off as a slave. So they do this instead. They dip his robe in blood and they take it back to the father and say, hey, I think Joseph's dead. So now Joseph is a slave to a ruler in Egypt. Potiphar's the guy's name. Now, let's be honest. If you were to be, if you were a free person... Then you suddenly became a slave? How hard would that be? How hard would you fight it? How bad would you slack off on your job? I think it goes without saying, doesn't it? You'd probably be guilty, and I know I would too. But Joseph didn't do this. He did such a great job that Potiphar put him in charge of everything except for his wife. And what's funny is it turns out that Potiphar's wife was the one who was the problem. She wanted Joseph sexually, but Joseph knew that this would be the wrong thing to do. He constantly rejects the advances and he make this makes her irate so she accuses him of attempted rape naturally potiphar is upset so joseph's put in jail if it wasn't for bad luck joseph wouldn't have any luck at all i think most of us would have given up at this point or we would have become very angry and uh, and bitter but this again was not the case with joseph joseph could have become angry at god but he did not he remained positive he was continued to be faithful and trusting God, even through the worst agonizing situation of this lonely place of a prison cell. Because the prison warden felt he could trust Joseph, he put Joseph in charge of everything, just like before with Potiphar. And while he was in prison, he was with two men who had a problem. And they each had a dream one night and could not figure out what the dream meant. And Joseph saw them and they looked, noticed he was, they looked upset and he asked them, what's wrong? And they both replied, we both have had dreams last night, but no one can tell us what they mean. So God gave Joseph the ability to interpret those dreams while he was a prisoner. And these two men were both employed by Pharaoh, who's the king. Because Joseph knew they would see Pharaoh again, Joseph asked them when they went back to working for the king to tell Pharaoh that he, being Joseph, was imprisoned wrongly, hoping that he could possibly get out. But of course they forgot and he remained in prison for years after. If you look just at a human standpoint, this would be a situation I think that would cause someone to feel really depressed. <laughs> Sound familiar? Sound like your life? Well, there is much more, but it's good. So years later, Pharaoh had a dream and seeks to get understanding about it, but no one can tell him what it means. So Pharaoh's cupbearer, one of the two guys who was in jail with Joseph, remembers how Joseph interpreted dreams for him. So he goes to Pharaoh and tells him that Joseph may be able to explain what the dream means. So as a result, Joseph is brought before the king. Does anyone really believe this is just a coincidence? You know what, as Joe Biden would say, come on, man, this wasn't coincidence. No way. This was God distinctly moving things in the direction that he wanted them to go. What are the odds that a prisoner from a foreign land would have an audience with the king? None whatsoever. But when God is guiding things, things happen for a reason. Joseph is able to tell the king what his dream meant, and that it was actually a prediction of what was going to happen in Egypt in the future. Joseph explains to the king that there will be seven years of prosperity 
with their crops. And then after that, seven years of famine that are so bad that nobody will ever remember the seven years of prosperity. So he tells the king a plan on how to take care of this impending seven years that are to come. Joseph is then appointed to be the king's second in command, guiding the king and the entire region through the next 14 years so that people could survive the impending tragedy. When we are going through this story, I think it's very easy to miss the main point of the whole thing. Joseph stated to the king at one point, interpreting dreams is God's business. And this is important. First off, Joseph could have tried to make himself look great. He was standing before the king and he could have told him that he had some great power, but he didn't. Rather, he gave credit to God where it belonged. And Joseph, throughout this entire period of years, kept his heart and his mind focused on the God that he knew would take care of him. And this is the key reason why he did not crumble with all the trials that he faced. This is why he was able to see the years that were stolen from him as not a cause for concern, because he knew who God was, and he knew that God would take care of him no matter what the circumstances were. He knew that God wasn't causing this pain out of some evil intent. God wasn't putting him in these terrible circumstances out of anger against Joseph, but he was allowing it for his purpose his purpose being God's purpose, which was a much bigger plan. I would like to ask our audience, are there times when you feel like you have no purpose? God wants to take the brokenness that you feel from circumstances that are beyond your control, and he wants to use them to help others who are dealing with the same thing, or maybe like Joseph, for something even bigger. Do you want your life to be something bigger? Who doesn't? We all want that. Let's look at what God has to say about living a life that is something bigger. Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Joseph had to endure slavery, imprisonment, and false accusations. Yet no matter his predicament, he had a great attitude, one that was always gave credit to God and was obedient. God's purpose was greater than Joseph's agony. However, God did hear Joseph's plea and did elevate him to a high position of power, more so than he would have if he had just stayed home with his father. He made an impact that created a story that is still told to this day and will be for eternity. On top of that, he saved an entire country as well as the lives of his family. God has plans for you. When we submit to him, he can take the brokenness and create something much, much better. This is what is incredible about our God who loves us so much. When you are broken, the world wants to throw you away. The world has no tolerance for anyone who does not fit what it sees as perfect. Our God is completely different. He loves to take what is broken and make it not only into something that's whole, but beautiful. He wants this for you. Do you see no hope on your future? Come to God. Ask him and see what he can do. I like the passage, Romans eight twenty eight. It says, And God works all things for the good to those who love him. Those last words are the key for those who love him. This is the condition. Here is how God did that for Joseph because Joseph did love God. At the end of Joseph's story, he is reunited with his brothers. It's during the famine. His brothers are seeking food and they come to where Joseph is. Joseph sees them and breaks down and cries. 
emotions are raw because this is the first time he has seen his brothers in more than a decade. And these are his brothers who actually had tried to harm him. Can you imagine? However, when Joseph does approach them, he shows no ill feelings at all, but praises God. He extends forgiveness to his family who want to destroy him and, and he saves their lives as well. This is the kind of love that can only come from a life dedicated to God. Humanly, we cannot love like this, especially when we have been mistreated by others, especially those who are closest to us, when we've had mishaps happen, circumstances that are negative. Do you want all things to work to the good in your life? This is the requirement, to love God and to love people just like Jesus did. Sound impossible? It is, but there is a way to do it. And we are going to cover this in our next series called The Ultimate Treason. This is why all things work to the good in Joseph's life. It was because he was loving people like Jesus did before Jesus was even there to model it for him. And that's impressive. To those listeners who are experiencing some kind of suffering and think that it won't ever end, here's a promise for you. First Peter chapter 5, verse 10 says this, After you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace... The one who called you into his eternal glory with Christ Jesus will himself restore, empower, strengthen, and establish you. I think it's important to note here that establish, what is meant by that is that your feet are put on a solid foundation, planted firmly. Remember, Joseph's circumstances seemed dire. His family betrayed him because of jealousy. He went from freedom to slavery. He had to have felt all alone and abandoned. He was falsely accused and attacked by a woman who was in the wrong and then imprisoned for a long time. Didn't live a normal life like most of us got to live. All those circumstances we know caused him agony. You, my fellow trader, might be experiencing your own brokenness, similar to Joseph, caused by someone else's doing. It could be that someone has betrayed you, someone close, or you may have been dealt a bum hand in life with suffering an illness or a health issue. You had some kind of disaster at your family? You lost a job, or you're just in a situation where you feel no hope. I want to leave you with these words from Psalm 40, verses 1 through 4. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the pit of despair, out of the mud and the mire. He set my feet on solid ground and steadied me as I walked along. He has given me a new song to sing a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see what he has done and be amazed. They will put their trust in the Lord. Oh, the joys of those who trust the Lord. Is joy missing from your life because you are broken? Jesus is waiting for you to put your trust in him. He's looking to give you a joy that goes beyond your circumstances. This is something we all need and ask him for it because he loves you and is excited to give it to you. We're glad you spent this time with us today. We want to ask you to make sure you're liking our podcast on Facebook or doing all the other wonderful things that helps us out. But most importantly, if you know somebody else who would like to hear this, share it with that friend. Make sure to listen to our next episode we're going to have delving into brokenness. And this one is dealing with betrayal. 